0: Hello Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, book four. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at Blake.
1: Hi, I'm Chris. I play Iolana Makani, the Air Genasi mystic, and you can find me at IwaKiller on Twitter.
2: Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain.
3: Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Arnis Grey, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard.
0: You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. In the weeks following the death of King Aldabas Elias of Sarakar and the destruction of the palace in the capital of Vermilion, the citizens grapple with the new chaos that has been thrust upon them. What little order the city, and for that matter the continent, had been able to hold on to during the withering was blown away in the enormous green and yellow explosion from the bulb beneath the palace, only to be replaced by the leaders of the Bard's Rebellion. And when Aranus Grey now proclaims himself to be a god, tensions and suspicions grow ever more. Supporters of the Bard's Rebellion, the Aranistas, reveal themselves in efforts to quell the growing distress. The results are tenuous at best. Regicide and wholesale destruction of the palace do not lend themselves to trust. As the citizens and visiting dignitaries try to recover mentally, emotionally, and physically, they also seek out a replacement for that controlling hand in the capital. Anyone with a legitimate claim to the throne would be buried in the rubble or withered away in some corner of Sarakar. Various guilds are quick to offer a helping hand, such as the Servitors, the Warriors Devout, and the Silver Purse, but they lack a cohesion of purpose between them. It isn't until Elder Garshan and his children, representatives from the Giants of Vongfeld Peaks, join with Uboa Bay of Karami and the Flower Street medics that a singular vision begins to take hold. Yuboa quickly makes deals with the other guilds to assist under Elder Garshan. Using the Holy Hall of Tranga in the central giant borough, they open their doors to all in need of assistance. Elsewhere in the city, Darwin, Aranus, Vale, and Eolana, along with their Tamani allies, Samudio, Sniffins, and Carolina Scratch, debate their goals and priorities now that the king is dead and the withering no longer poses a threat to the survivors. The remedy, however, was not without its casualties. The fae, firbolgs, gnolls, kobolds, monstrosities, and orcs, along with their gods, were all lost during Aranus' transition to godhood. Across the globe, some have breathed their last, while others are beginning to recover. The opportunities awaiting are vast and unknown, but one thing is certain. Whatever is to come will be, if nothing else, different. What does it mean to kill a king? Can you return to a normal life, when normal has lost its meaning? Do old debts and promises hold their value when life has changed on a global scale? And in the face of unknown divine power, is control even an option? Hello and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. Before we get into the action, I just want to say how amazing it is to still be making this podcast with my good friends here after all these years. We've come a long way from our first sessions, and I can honestly say that we are better than ever. I love how much they challenge me and drive this story. I also want to thank all of our wonderful listeners and supporters, whether you're a new listener, a hardcore fan, a fellow podcast in the community, or one of our generous Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash skyrendpodcast. We appreciate everything that you've done to help us keep seasons of Skyrend going. Now then, just to remind everyone listening and everyone here at the table. Let's do a quick round of character reintroductions. Let's share our name, race, class and level, and anything else you'd like to highlight right now. Like, I don't know, if you happen to have any close relation to a deity, who would like to go first?
3: I suppose I'll go.
0: Okay. Shannon, why don't you tell us about uh, about your character, just real quick.
3: Arnis Gray is a level 14 half-elf bard and newly minted God of Rebellion.
0: <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Next. Call on somebody. Don't make me be a teacher.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll go. I'll jump on it because I got two. I'm Chris. I'm currently playing two characters. Uh, the first is the one that's been with us the longest. Master Assassin Vale is a level 15 rogue.
2: Uh,
1: well, actually, a level a Mm-mm. level... 11 Rogue, level 4 Sorcerer.
0: There we go. So it's a
1: hybrid, level 15 total. And they are an aged changeling, which means they no longer have the ability to change their form. Sad. And then the other character I play is Inquisitor Iolana Makani. She is a level 14 Air Genasi mystic.
2: Wonderful. Wrapping it up, Nate. Dermin. Grim is a level 14 monk. Get the right? 14 now, right? That's right. Level 14 monk.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is Darvin's race? Darvin is a human. I forgot that. Okay, human monk. Level 14. Yes. Any particularly close relations you have with a deity at the moment?
2: Well, yes. (laughs) You mean besides... Mm -hmm is here, or... Yes, I do mean besides is there. <laughs>
0: Aranus doesn't count. You were already friends with him.
2: <laughs> hmm. Uh, I... Um, yes, I have Cade inside of me. Man, there's no way to make that sound not dirty.
3: You could say he's in your head.
2: I have Cade in my head. Yeah, that's, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> he was in
1: Aranus' Possessing.
2: It's not exactly possessing, is it? He's hitching, he he's, yeah, he's, he's hitching a ride. Yeah, he's hitching a ride. Yeah, you've picked up a fare. Because there wasn't enough room in Arnus's <laughs> head anymore.
0: Well, it would have been complicated to leave Cade in Arnus when Arnus went into the bulb. It didn't happen, though, so we don't have to really get too into the details. But yes, Cade Mandeville, demigod of the land, offspring of Rabillo. Okay. And as we return to Vermilion, where do we find our wonderful heroes? Hiding. Where do we find our terrible <laughs> heroes? I've, I
1: In the newly claimed Temple of Rebellion?
0: What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. This There's is not what idea. I remember hearing. Um, uh, no, I think that's like well, why well, we started going.
3: calling it. <laughs> because, I mean, you know, the orcs aren't coming back to claim it, so... Okay, Ooh.
0: would you... What was this building where you're currently staying?
3: Um, it was a temple to, I was hoping that in my stalling I would remember the name of the orc god, and I don't.
0: I can wait. No, I'm,
3: (laughs) (laughs) you son of a bitch. (laughs) I'm not going to remember it.
0: (laughs) You could have just said a temple to the orc god, or an orc (laughs) temple. Uh, Orc god's name is Dorlek.
3: Dorlek, See, I D-O-R-L-E-K. So it was but a, <laughs> yeah, it was a temple to them.
0: <laughs> they are no longer with us.
3: Exactly. So as it's part sort
0: of-, of your ascendance, Dorlek was unfortunately lost, as were the rest of the orcs. Half-orcs, however, like Cynthia, may still survive. Sorry, that that came out wrong. That made it sound like Cynthia was in danger. She is not. I
3: well, was like, <laughs> she's certainly not. She's all human now.
0: And she lost a, a huge amount of her orcishness, yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Sorry. Half-orcs like Cynthia are not in mortal danger, having lost Dorlak. Mm. They can still be in other dangers for other reasons. You know, like, what if all of a sudden Nowhere and Rey show up in Capris and just take over the town.
3: Just <laughs> Start fucking shit up.
0: Nah, they're hiding Ooh. out in a well. Vice Count Alicia can keep things under ch- uh, under wraps. Uh, not under wraps. Um, she can keep things moving. Sure, she's just a child and she's a river otter, but why not? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine.
0: She has assistants. She has advisors the surviving members of the scale force who are not working for Glamour would probably be assisting her. Not to mention just the people in the town may still be alive. Okay. Now then, what is this about a newly christened temple?
3: Well, I mean, I think that, like, initially in the aftermath, we thought, oh, let's go back to the orc borough because, like, nobody will be there, so it'll be a good place it's to, true. like, find a building hang out and we found this temple to hang out in and then Mm -hmm. and then like i think as a joke we started calling it the temple to rebellion and then like we you know as we were there for a little while it doesn't have to be a long period of time but like you know i kind of started to to tidy (laughs) and kind of just make it mine
0: are you removing or destroying or otherwise obfuscating You've previous holy uh <laughs> relics and holy imagery? Um like is there a statue to Dorlik that you just like paint with Arnus's face? Oh no. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know how I suggest, rebellious you're being.
1: Might I suggest and this is not something you have to do, but you know, you've got all these people that may or may not still be alive who have lost their gods. You could welcome them all. Like, are all the kobolds dead? Or did anybody survive?
0: Who's saying, is this Vale or Ilana asking this, or is this just Chris?
1: This is just Chris. Okay. This is just Chris curious. <laughs>
0: Cause we can jump into character in scene whenever we want. But at- Anybody who, I can answer this for you right now, because you may see evidence of this as you go on your travels, or people come into town, um, kobolds are gone. If there's, like, half kobolds, sure, they may have survived. Just like the half orcs. Um, half monstrosities, half gnolls, half fey, half purple. they may still be alive. But anybody who was simply a kobold, gone.
1: Okay, then yeah, then Vale's gonna suggest, he's probably early in our time, kind of settling into the temple. He's gonna approach Arnus, slightly hesitant now that Arnus is a god. Um,
0: doesn't know what he's doing, so it's okay.
1: Uh, it's still uncomfortable with that, just a little.
0: Um, fair.
1: So, Arnis, I I don't want to tell you how to be a god, um, but. Uh, there are a lot of people who spend their lives or spend their lives trying to find a God that will accept them. Because there are several gods who won't accept those who are not purely of their own. And even more of them are going to be looking for a God now.
3: So you're saying I just make this like the temple of the forgotten?
1: Well, it's kind of a negative content context um,
3: <laughs> well but i mean that's that's essentially what it is i don't i don't have a good title i couldn't come up with one on the fly um but
1: i'm just thinking you know
3: <laughs> the temple of the godless
1: <laughs> well i mean what's more rebellious than giving a big middle finger to the gods who won't take their own children
3: yeah i suppose there's nothing quite like that Alright. I'm good with that. Cause my instinct wasn't to like remove all the like Dorlek stuff. Cause that felt real <laughs> to me. <laughs>
1: Very imperialistic.
0: <laughs> it's a little sacrilegious. It's a little yeah. heretical. Yeah. Even if Dorlek's not around. But it's be, up to you.
3: Can you be heretical if you are a god? Um there's a question you can be a
1: heretic to a different religion
0: I, I would yeah, say I would say it's possible you know there are yeah uh, <laughs> possible linguistically I don't know like in the real world but in our world in Skyrend yeah I think there could be a heretical god why not
3: break new ground here yeah so I don't I don't want to like get rid of all that stuff but basically like kind of just make this a like, a place that will welcome anybody. Anybody that doesn't feel at home in a temple should feel at home here. I like that. Oh, It's awkwardly got a very Jesus vibe to it. <laughs> it's also
1: even more fitting that the half-elf who's mm-hmm. become a god is now welcoming the other half-creatures. hmm Like, it's very beautiful and poetic.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> is everyone on board with this plan
1: for sure uh veil vale definitely is having kind of come up with it <laughs> um
3: hey Vail has good plans uh Yulana, who's
1: not doesn't see themselves and never has seen themselves as less than and has always worshipped Gorb and all that's right right cabernal yeah. Cabernal, I always do that, has always worshipped Cabernal. A little uncomfortable with it, but also like, do you (laughs) Arnus? Like, she's not gonna say anything. Okay.
0: Alright then. This gives us a wonderful place to start in deciding to take over this church and rebrand it and rechristen it. Ugh, which I don't like that word in this context. Um... (laughs) Um, Repurpose re-deify
2: it, it? Oh, yeah, re-deify, redeify it, redeify it.
0: What is what is each person doing to help turn this into a reality? Unless the four of you are staying here and running this church yourselves with your own resources, I imagine you'll need to do things like get the word out, get people to run it, uh, clean it up, uh, whatever. So, what's one simple action? big action but what is one action one task there we go what's one task that each of you who support this decision would like to undertake in order to turn this into a functioning temple purpose is great but now you need people to actually do something
1: i think veil has taken to since they are not one of many words uh and they're really not trying to cause violence in the temple and on top of the other two ends, dealing with a lot of other mental and personal, emotional things right now, they've taken to just like going out during the day and literally just putting up posters around the capital, like identifying the temple and its location and its purpose and that it welcomes all. And like, because they're moving out openly as a changeling, like talking often about how uh, it is the, it is the first temple where they felt fully welcomed. Okay. Doing a little are proselytizing you, without actually doing proselytizing. this.
0: Are you doing this all completely on your own? You're in the capital, remember, and aside from mm-hmm. the palace itself, there's still numerous resources in the city. As far as like guilds and organizations go. Like is Vale hand drawing all these posters? Uh, are you getting them printed somewhere? Um, I think we have are you hiring affluence. someone to do this?
1: I think we have enough affluence. We're getting them printed by someone else. Vale is not an artist. <laughs>
0: okay. Would you... <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to give you two choices here. I think they both work, but if you want to choose something outside of this box, let me know. So, there's the media guild that we already know about. The Indelible yeah. Truth. And if you wanted to be like, hey, can I put out a special like daily extra, post it up on some walls and shit, boom, we can do that. Or, there's the Artists Guild, which has the most boring name of all the guilds. In just a fun twist of irony, they're just the Artists Union. You could hire them to create something more artistically grabbing, if less, you know, wordy, to get the word out. The message will still be there.
1: Given who our deity is, I go to the Artists Union. Okay.
0: How much would you like to spend on this?
1: (laughs) Oh. I go and get a bid, and then I explain it to Arnis, and I let Arnas decide cost. <laughs> like, Arnus is the keeper of the coin.
0: Hey, uh, good que- follow-up question. How much money do you all have right now?
3: I'm looking
1: it up as right a now.
0: group.
3: Oh uh, shit, ton.
0: I don't know. After Caravelle, you've lost a lot of money.
3: Not as much as you think.
0: <laughs> I know. I know.
3: Yeah, we still have one thousand four hundred fifteen
0: gold. Okay, if you were to spend all of that oh, wait, money,
3: wait, 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 wait. That's crossed out. Hang on. Okay, it's not that much gold. It's like it's like one thousand thirty something. Okay, still. Um and then a the, there's a whole amount. bunch of like diamonds and stuff <laughs> still. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. I will let you know if you were to spend all of that money, you could have like grand banners hung from the walls. <laughs>
3: That feels like overkill. <laughs>
0: Maybe this, no.
1: this is very ironous. Um
0: <laughs> But if you want enough to canvas the city, um, let me just roll a die here. Let me roll a couple of dice here.
3: Oh, no. Oh, I'm no. just going to
0: roll a... No. This is just percentage dice to tell you how much gold it's going to cost. These are artists. You can't pay them an exposure. <laughs> oh, ooh.
3: God. That ooh. makes me literally cringe.
0: <laughs> they will want 30 gold. Oh, this done, will cover all the done. parchment, this will cover all the inks, this will cover people going out to actually do the work um, in a very short order of time, because I'm assuming you don't want this to take months, you want this done, like, ASAP. hmm Okay. In which case, Vale, since you're the one doing this and you're the one interacting with the Artists' Union. Okay. Going to the Artists' Union, you're met by Goldfeather. She is a half-elf. She's recovering from the withering. She's still quite a bit stiff, but you can certainly see parts of her uh, hands, especially, that have scarred over. Making it difficult for her to do artistic work herself, but that's, hopefully, only temporary. Uh, She'll give you the price, you know, 30 gold. We'll get all these posters up, we'll get these flyers up, we'll tell people about this new temple are we going with temple of the forgotten or temple of the godless or
3: i don't know i feel like it's gonna be on a poster now i know i was gonna say
1: keep it simple just keep it the church of the rebellion welcomes all or something like that like don't get far away from your core
0: purpose
3: i guess that's true
0: (laughs) so what's it called sorry church of the rebellion
3: sure okay
0: Alright Vale, Goldfeather will assist you with this, and because you have such wonderful assistance from the Artists' Union, I need you to roll a Persuasion with advantage, since you are the one passing on what you want this poster to say, and they are putting your words into print and to image.
1: Thank god for that advantage, cause the seven was the other die persuasion is going to be a 21 total. Ooh. Almost as if Aranus had done it.
0: (laughs) Oh, that would have been a low roll for Aranus. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, during this time, flyers began going up all over the city, promoting the Church of Rebellion and their policies of acceptance. And the buzz seems to be quite positive. <laughs> from not only your intended target audience, but from others as well. I think you definitely have people just coming through to see what's going on. You know, it's not just half orcs or Janasi or plant folk. Um, you know, there's halflings coming through. There's humans coming through. Not every day a new church gets started mm-hmm. under supposedly a new god. Right now, people are taking your word for it, but how long will that last? I don't know. You have yet to do anything godly. Very nicely done, Vale. What would someone else like to do to help cement this church as a thing in the Capitol? We've got people showing up. We don't have a problem with that now. The audience is there.
2: I have an idea-ish. It's general. All
0: right. Let's hear it, Darwin.
2: So I figure I have a lot of uh, experience in just day-to-day, fully institution operations, we'll say. <laughs> yeah so I just want to use my experience and just understanding of how things work you know like this is where the pews go this is how I don't Mm-hmm. no no th- this makes a lot of sense this is how we direct people sorts of thing you
0: spent a lot of time in your own monastery and the business of running a church is certainly important hmm logistics The logistics. There we go. The logistics of running a church. Even rebellions have logistics. Okay. So, Darwin, who are you teaching this to? Or are you staying here and doing this all yourself (laughs) until the end
2: of time? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's a good question. No.
3: Probably should start with me.
2: Well, yeah. Yeah, that's probably where I'm starting.
3: Oh, and our gnome friend.
0: Do you want to get Tonk up in the mix? Okay, so Darwin, you want to get the logistics of running a church, running a temple up and going. So that way this place can be a little bit more self-sustaining once you all have left. That sounds like a grand idea. Is there anyone in particular such as Tonk? That you want to, that you want to teach this about, or is there just like a you want to find a group to do this? I mean, there are, there are guilds for, you know, clerics and paladins. There's not necessarily a guild just for like church offices. Um, <laughs> that was a little too fine tuned.
3: They fall um, under the
0: or the do you just secretary's want to take guild. <laughs> or or are you thinking like, hey, some of these new people that are showing up, are there some of them that you want to get to help run the church?
2: Yeah, just I mean, and I think I would have deferred to Arnis because it's his church. I'm just more inserting my expertise, but yeah, Tonk, mm-hmm. for sure. We all remember Tonk as a child, right? Arnis yeah. said Tonk, so teach the child <laughs> in the ways <laughs> of the monks. Seems fine. Seems normal. I, I yeah. I, you don't have. To I mean, be wrong. he's
3: not going to be. He's not going to be running the church, obviously. <laughs> but right, you know, he like he was interested in me and what I was about, and this is a good way for me to not have totally abandoned him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Okay.
3: Right, but so like I wouldn't expect him to stay and you know be in charge, but.
0: I I can assure you that it is not one of his goals is to stay and lead a church. Right. He's an aspiring bard. He will certainly attend to these classes though that Darvin is holding and, you know, help other people out. Maybe he'll even write a song about it, you know?
2: I bet he doesn't mind so much when I play chess. Oh, no, he does not mind that much. So I much. got someone to jam with finally. Oh.
3: Oh, God. Oh, me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But let's see. Let's get a couple of adults maybe in there who are taking Darwin's teachings to heart. Let's see. Ooh, here we go. So there's Mila and Levi. Or Levi, sorry. Mila is a half-elf. And Levi, he's a half-orc. Mostly want to give them names in case we need to do anything with them immediately following this setup. So we've got contacts now. And as far as the day-to-day runnings of this church go, they are willing to jump in on this, take some initiative. Darvin, again, do not have. We do not have a teaching skill. Oh crap! Hmm. Um, I think this could be a few different things. Religion is obviously one of them that I think would be good, but I could see, I could see like history working persuasion if you just want it to be more that like how well you get them to do what you ask of them to do rather than them knowing specifically what to do Hmm. basically just flavors how this will shake out if it doesn't go well what skill do you like you can pick anything in here
2: i i kind of like history because i don't see it as religion so much because it's not my specific religious Mm teases like Honestly, I want to say history because it's, like, minutiae that I'm remembering. Okay. You know, this is how we ran our monastery.
0: This is how other churches and places have run their stuff.
2: Yeah. Typically
0: successful. All right. Are you getting assistance from anywhere? Uh, Would you like assistance
2: from anywhere, I should ask? Assistance from?
0: Uh, You know,
2: outside forces. Like, specific outside forces, or?
0: Uh, Specific or general. Although I guess if you wanted to have in-party assistance. Like, I guess if you wanted to have RNS there, boosting your abilities with, like, a Inspiration die or whatever. Bardic Inspiration, that's the thing. I've forgotten what it's called. That would also be acceptable. But it's your call. Or you can just do this on your own.
2: Yeah, I'm probably just doing it on my own. Aranis is probably busy. Okay. In which case, go ahead and roll for that. I got a 19. Whew, man.
0: I did not think that running a church was going to be your guys' strong suit.
3: Apparently we've hit our stride. <laughs>
0: we
2: are multi-talented.
0: <laughs> I don't know why we go out and about to, like, do things. You can just start a church and do as uh, Mavic suggested and just skim off the top. Anyways. Darwin, your teachings are, are taken. Your students are learning. Levi and Mila are getting the hang of it. You know, they're organizing things. They're helping build a, a structure. So much as a church of rebellion can have a structure. And you know, they're getting context out with other groups to help keep it sustainable. You know, like maybe somebody's down at the city office getting a, a license to operate as a church. I don't know if you guys care about that being a church of rebellion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we don't play for licenses on principle.
0: <laughs> Darvin, is your church licensed by the city?
2: Uh no. Okay. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I just
1: getting a license is not punk rock enough.
2: Yeah, it doesn't seem like the right move. It sends the wrong image. Exactly.
3: It's too much kowtowing to the man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.
0: Vale is bringing in outsiders. Darvin is helping set up a structure. Aranis or Ilana, what do you want to do to help make this church a thing?
3: I don't honestly know because, like, sort they kind of took mine, but not, <laughs> not, not really. Like, I wasn't obviously going to take that approach because that's not my jam, pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like I have this I have this image <laughs> for okay, whatever reason. Right. Of Arnus just like standing on the roof of this place, jamming on his lute as loud as he can play, (laughs) as a form of kind of what I guess in the Christian religion you would call like preaching the word, (laughs) right? But okay, (laughs) you know what I mean? I was,
0: I know, I get what you mean. (laughs) I was thinking maybe you were being a human, sorry, being a half elf church bell, but. (laughs) Preaching well, through song, yeah, okay.
3: yeah, but like, but really, like out to the masses, right? Like, it's not just confined in the building, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, the it's going to take some time to fully clean up this church.
2: Right, like,
0: it, it it was not in use for several years. You know, things had fallen down, dust has accumulated. There's probably some graffiti or markings somewhere, you know, there's rats you gotta clear out. Uh so maybe people aren't all gathered inside at first. You know, people could be taking sermons outside on the street. That's fine.
3: And and doing some of that like inside as well for the people that have, you know, like gathered. But mm-hmm. um but mostly it's just like it's really like we came to this little corner to kind of hide out and then went, wait a minute, that's kind of silly. Like, we know we have a little bit of a PR problem. Let's just fix it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right? By doing, you know, just do the thing. It'll be fine.
0: (laughs) Question about these songs.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: What is the goal of performing here? Is it to rile up some religious fervor and some enthusiasm? Or is it to preach a message? And if it's a message, what is that message? You started a church without any holy text. Yep. So, mm-hmm. just want to know what people have to work with here.
3: Um, I'm I'm trying to decide because I feel like just like whipping up fervor with nothing behind it is sort of it. The, it doesn't really do much.
0: What are the tenets of your religion? <laughs> You don't have to have all of them. <laughs> yeah,
3: I haven't really thought about means. that. Um. <laughs>
0: but if there's one message,
3: right? Like
1: quorum's one rule.
3: <laughs> if there's one message, it's that it's 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 you belong. Yeah, you, you, even mm. you, who you're like God or half God, forgot about you. You belong here.
1: Can I make one suggestion?
3: You have all of them, so go ahead.
1: <laughs> you have value. Because that can tie to rebellion significantly better. Because much of what we've talked about fighting is fighting against those who don't see the value in the ones below
3: them. I guess that's, yeah.
0: Okay. So what is it? You belong or you have value? And do you, I guess. Is it value? Is it worth? Do um, you have purpose? Um, I'm just curious how you word this. Because if successful, this message goes out far and wide. If not, maybe it gets misinterpreted.
3: Right. What about instead of value? What about you matter?
1: Rather than you, everyone.
3: Everyone matters. Yeah. There we go. That's a nice combination of the two things. I was like, we're going to get there. I was like, value feels like money.
0: It does. That that feels
3: weird. And I don't like that. So.
0: mm -hmm. (laughs) I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. Okay. (laughs)
3: But you it's, matter, it's,
0: everyone matters.
3: Everyone matters, yeah.
0: It's just everyone um, matters.
3: Or no, I kinda like both parts of it.
0: Okay. It, it can be a, it yeah. can be those two. I can, I can put a comma right there in between. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: or a little <laughs> M dash. Is
3: that the is that the comma noise?
0: <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Arinus, are you getting any assistance? Is Is Tonk playing with you? Is Darwin (laughs) Chess drumming behind you? Are you hiring a band for the church?
3: I mean, I feel like eventually you're going to want a band or somebody Mm. to play there. But like...
0: It doesn't have to be day one.
3: But yeah, so that's... Really, it's just me with an occasional assist from the kid.
0: Okay. In which case I'm going to be as generous as I possibly can be. First of all, Arnis, do you want to roll performance or persuasion?
3: I think I better roll performance.
0: Okay. And you can choose a different option if you want. Like You could roll religion on this because you are setting forth a religious statement.
3: I would like to not do that, please.
0: Okay. So what are we rolling here?
3: <laughs> performance.
0: Performance. In which case, I'm going to be as generous as I possibly can be here by saying, Aranus, roll performance with advantage because Tonk oh is assisting you.
3: Oh my god.
0: Right? So if you roll a pair of ones here, there's literally, literally nothing I can do.
3: I did not roll a pair of ones.
0: A pair of twos. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. no,
3: it's way higher than that. Um, what do we got? I, I need to do some math.
0: It's two numbers
3: yeah, but they're big numbers <laughs> comparatively. That would be a total of a thirty two.
0: All right.
3: <laughs> yep. broke thirty on that one.
0: Well, you've got a performance bonus of fifteen now. so yep. and I rolled a seventeen. For those of us who couldn't do the fastest subtraction there, it's a seventeen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> This is this is from the top of the church is what I'm hearing.
3: <laughs> yep.
0: You and Tonk on the roof of this church singing a song with the very specific message of you matter, everyone matters. How that's phrased, I don't know. Shannon, if you want to actually go and write a song, that's extra credit. I mean, you'll probably just have inspiration every time we play. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'll work on it. But this is a success. This is a resounding success. People hear this message. They take it to heart. They start seeking out ways to practice this. And yeah, so far now, Vale bringing people into the church, Darwin teaching people how to run the church, Aranus, these people who are showing up are hearing and taking away the message you want them to take away. So far, very good start to a church.
3: We should have done this years ago.
0: <laughs> Iwana, is there anything that you would like to do to help solidify the presence of this church here?
1: Iwana is really not super comfortable with this church. And so okay. has been doing other things for her and Huracan and Vale.
0: Okay. That's fine. I mean, Samudio and Carolina are not going to, force Iolana to help, they might ask, like, hey, why not? But it sounds like Iolana's reasons are pretty valid. Is Iolana being honest about why she doesn't want to help? Or is she just always absent when people are like, hey, maybe we could get No,
1: And she's not there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: I mean, hey, three successes here. Three very good successes here. Uh, A very good start to the church. And not having an inquisition related to this church, you know, hey, maybe that's not the worst thing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition.
0: Or the rebel Inquisition. Um, okay. Well, I like how this church is already, I think it puts the Church of Rebellion in good footing here in the capital, ready to spread out. But in these times, as the city is recovering from the death of a king, and the loss of leadership, and just everything that came along with it. There are other concerns as well. I need to figure out which one of these comes to you first. Let's start small. It's after one of the sermons, and people are leaving, and the party, along with any NAPCs you want there. But you're all together at this point. And Samudio and Carolina will approach you. And Samudio has something on his mind. Something he is quite concerned about. Hey, look, I... I am certainly not opposed to what we've done in the palace, and I think what we're doing here is great. But unless we want to, you know, take the throne, so to speak, maybe we should think about going. I don't know if you've all noticed, but other people do want to be in charge, and... I worry that the king killers could be seen as opposition. Mm. You took down one. who's to say you won't take down the next. And besides, it's not like staying put has really suited us. Unless you think this church is, you know, where we need to be. What do y'all think?
3: Oh, I agree with you. It was honestly never my intention to like set up a base here. It just kind of happened, but the idea of what we're building here is so that we can go um and I think honestly we're on a footing where we can talk about heading out.
2: Mm-hmm. As
3: much as I would love to go punch you Boa Bay in the face. <laughs> I feel like it's a little premature. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Carolina is not too familiar with Uboa Bay. Oh, and who is this Uboa lady? I mean, if she's got beef with y'all then wouldn't mind lending a claw or two.
3: <laughs> I I appreciate it. Well, I don't like the idea of her having any more power. I mean, really our only beef was that she liked she liked the crown and we didn't (laughs)
0: like (laughs) okay not as petty as i was expecting okay fair
3: (laughs) no i mean that's because that's really it like that's that's where it initially started right like she she liked the crown and and we didn't and you know she found a way to gain herself some power in that system and now she's gonna find herself a way to gain more power in this system and i i don't know I haven't seen any evidence of her being a terrible leader. Just, I don't agree with her ideas. <laughs> Generally.
0: Fair enough. Darvin, Ilana, Vale, any input you'd like to have here?
2: <laughs> Sorry. I'm in.
0: Sam is, you know, promoting the idea of let's run away. Seems like a very Darvin plan.
2: Yeah, I'm in. You're right.
0: Although I guess... Uh... Yeah.
2: Okay. So I mean, Darwin's not like. I mean, yeah, it sounds good actually. I, I don't mean, like, not necessarily right now, but he's right to stay here, ever.
1: Okay. Uh. So when this meeting is happening, is not present, which okay. everyone's gotten used to at this point. Um, it's it's kind of very common. I think it may be even a joke amongst some people. It's like, oh, where's the Alana? Mm-hmm. No one knows.
0: I've, I've um, got a good idea of what you and Huracan are up to. And if you want to have been in with him on it, we can, we can oh, talk yeah. about that in just a moment. Um, yeah, but definitely. Does, is there anything Vale wants to contribute to this point that Sam is making?
1: Vale, vale agrees with the group and says that, yeah, um, yeah, uh, you know, moving on is probably the best next
0: step. <clears throat> Sam responds. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. The capital's nice and all. It's not really for us. You just let me know when we need to start getting things ready. Actually, no, you guys didn't come here with the wagon. Um, your horses are still outside the city gate, the city mm-hmm. wall. Um, <clears throat> with that guild member, um, you just let me know when we're when we want to head out. We can tie up any of our loose ends, leave things running smoothly here. Hopefully, we'll be ready when you are. A short time later, will uh, well, uh, he's got something he would like to discuss. And Ilana, mm-hmm. if you would like to have been in on this, just let me know. Hurrican, while you've all been tending to the church, has had his attention elsewhere. Namely, on the bulb. That is now quite visible to all who pass by that area. Hmm. I don't want to stay here any longer than we have to. This is all a little too visible and too cold for my liking. But that bulb that was under the palace seems a little too powerful to just be left out in the open like that for all. We saw what happened when Arnis went in there. Who to say something similar won't happen again? Now, I don't know if this is something that you want to try to handle. There's a way to turn it off or protect it. Or maybe we could turn to the Tower of Abandonment, the Wizard Guild, and see if there's something that they can do about it. Oh. Iolana, were you assisting Huracan in his investigation of the bulb?
1: Yeah, I think most definitely. Okay. Iolana, at this point, has pretty much defaulted to the kind of higher level inquisition member now and is mm. kind of fallen back into some of her old routines of like following his orders and and kind of going about it because she doesn't have her own order now she's returned veil vale to huracan assumed that whatever Hurgon's going to do about that is either being done or going to get done and is now waiting for her next orders and kind of, I think, actually has suggested to be the one to go. And like, if the decision is to go to the Mage's Guild, wants to be part of that initiative, if that's something we're going to do, um, but also is sitting there going, what's my, next, what's my next assignment? Okay.
0: Does Ilana have any thoughts on how to handle this bulb. Since you, outside of Huracan, have spent the most time with it.
1: I think Yolwana at this point, having spent that much time with it, is really solidly, like, may have even been the one pushing him to be like, this should go to the Mage's Guild. They're the best ones to handle it. Mm -hmm. Maybe even was part of what convinced him to even mention it in this situation, because I think there's definitely so much power in it. There's a little bit of, like, can we harness this for the guild? Video 1 is logical enough to understand that we don't want to be messing with something this powerful.
0: Okay. In which case, Vale, Darwin, Arnis, what, if anything, would you like to do about this bulb?
3: Um, i I would agree that, like, passing it off to the Mage's Guild, just so somebody is kind of on it, monitoring it, making sure people don't get hurt is a good idea.
0: Okay. Um, That's specifically the wizard, the guild. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm sure they would be happy to assist if someone could only convince them that it is worth their time. Maybe speak to either its potential or to its danger. However it is you want to, to get this message through them, to convince them that this is something that they need to do, I don't know, now. Uh, Darvin, any thoughts here?
2: Um, I agree that this is an issue, and that the wizards are the people that we should enlist to help, but, well, persuasion no, persuasion's not my thing.
0: <laughs> doesn't mean you have to do it personally, but I don't know if maybe you had a thought of, like, we should just turn it off. We did it once, we'll do it again. Mm. Y- you had a very powerful artifact at the time when you turned the other one off.
2: Right. That that seems and weren't there repercussions and fallout it seems dangerous. I mean Veil lost an arm. That's right. That's what a thought.
3: And that one was significantly smaller, wasn't it?
2: Oh yeah. yeah. Way smaller. So it seems like the less we actually mess with the thing, the safer for everyone. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh let's talk to a wizard then.
3: I'll go, but I'm going to ask that Vale come with me.
1: Ilana was going to go.
0: Does anybody else want to go? Vale can go too.
1: Interesting you asked Vale.
3: You lost an arm to a bulb. Ah. I want them to know the danger. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> Don't. Fuck with it.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's see. Darvin,
2: you want to go? Ilana, you want to go? This doesn't have to be by- invite only. By
1: Yolanda's gone, for sure. Okay. Mm,
2: Either way, I mean, I could tag along if wanted, but I don't actually think I'd be much use. Mm -hmm. All right.
0: Well, you head to the Wizard's Guild, the Tower of Abandonment, where you meet Cthulia. He's a younger human guy. He's got, like, a little bit of a potbelly going on. He's got brown hair. Streak of red through it. And he wears a monocle. He wears rather close-fitting robes. And he always seems to be twirling his wand in his fingers. He wants to understand what it is you want from them.
3: In the explosion.
0: Yeah, saw that. Nice explosion. Huge. Destructive.
3: Yeah. um, A highly magical, highly powerful, highly dangerous artifact. Sure, we'll call it that. Was uncovered, unearthed, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. difficult to move it because it is so large, but people shouldn't mess with it. And as your realm is the study of things magical, it's... And doing of
0: things magical. Well,
3: yes, of course, that too. It seemed appropriate to reach out to you to potentially be, I don't know the the watchers of this thing, the keepers of it, the minders. I don't know exactly what to call it.
0: I mean, it's certainly on our radar, but uh, is there a reason we should do this now? There's, I don't know if you've noticed, quite a bit going on in the city. We got we got word from the giants visiting from the south here that they want our help. And, you know, we got every single every single merchant and noble. Asking us to like come and repair cracks in their buildings, saying things got lost. I don't know if it's true or not, but you know, when magic's involved, people come to us.
3: So, not to sound like a, a jerk, um, this is more important than any of that. Without people to like protect this thing and uh, guard others against it, people will get hurt. And, you know, if you want an example, we dealt with a much smaller one of these bulbs, and we tried to channel its energy, and my friend here lost their arm. And that was much smaller than the one that's been uncovered
0: here. Hmm. Kithria's eye perks up from behind the monocle. Lost an arm, you say. Very nice. <laughs>
3: This thing is as dangerous as it is powerful, All right. okay. and if people, you know, randos just go poking around, they're gonna get hurt. Probably gonna get killed.
0: <laughs> Let's see. Well, Arnis, you could roll persuasion here. You could roll intimidation since you're saying there's threat of uh, harm here. I, don't
1: I could feel like I'm you.
3: intimidating him though. <laughs>
0: You're presenting an intimate, a potentially intimidating situation. Like if you wanted to frame it that way.
3: Yeah.
0: Same with like Arcana. You'd be like, "Hey, the, this is why this magic is dangerous. Let me explain it to you in magic terms." But I'll leave it up to you. I know yeah. you're best in persuasion, and so far this has felt very persuasiony.
3: Yeah, like it's got. I think it's got elements of all that other stuff, but I feel like I'm just kind of using them all to base mm-hmm. persuade this guy. Like, hey, this is the right thing to do, and if Well, I mean, I could also play the, if you don't do it, somebody's going to blame you all because you're wizards. (laughs) (laughs) And so when people start getting killed by magic, they're going to blame you, but I'm not going to play that card. It doesn't seem necessary yet.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, go ahead and roll persuasion.
3: Oh God. (laughs) It's a 34. (laughs)
0: Quite persuasive. You With know, arm. Talk of magical destruction or damage. Cithria says, yeah, you know, I, t- I totally hear you. Totally hear you. I can't tell you how many people came around to our office when this whole withering thing first began. I thought it was a curse or something. I mean, obviously it wasn't. But that didn't stop people from coming to us. And really, it got annoying after a while. But if this thing's as powerful as you say it is, you now maybe we can uh, find some way to channel that. Direct it safely. But thank you. Thank you. We'll see what we can do.
3: Does that mean you're like on it? Or you're going to like think about being on it?
0: No, no. That means we're on it. That means we're on okay. it. Okay. I'm, I'm not running out the door now. <laughs> just. <laughs> I'm not the running out the door kind of guy.
3: I don't expect any wizard to be the running out the door kind of guy. Too much book learning to just run out the door.
0: Okay. No, the wizards will. All right. I mean, thank you for giving the Tower of Abandonment an immensely powerful, or permission and information on an immensely powerful thing there at the Capitol.
3: I mean, you know, I don't really want to do it, but I can't stay here and guard it. And somebody with magical know-how needs
0: to do it. Okay so far lots of success today really really rooting for you guys here
3: it's about to go south right now but it's
0: good it's good when you all return to the church of rebellion in the orc borough you have a couple messengers waiting and i'll just give you a couple little bits about them and you can choose whoever you want to talk to first whichever one you want to pursue first is a young human girl named alice she's got messy hair Half-decent clothes. Bright blue eyes. And she has a message from one Mavic Tribless, seeking an audience. On the other hand, you have Sophia Cooper. She's a young half-elf girl, recovering from the withering. Her hair and skin are still bone-like color. And she has scars from chipping and scraping on her face and arms. And she has a message from Elder Garshen the leader of the giant party, who's kind of beginning to take over here in the capital. And they would like to meet with you.
3: Um, I, I vote for the devil you know first. <laughs> <laughs> anybody, anybody else want to disagree?
2: <laughs> nope, that makes sense.
3: Let's, uh, let's go talk to Mavic.
0: <laughs> vale and Iolana on board? Yep. Okay.
3: Three characters. One guy. <laughs> go! <laughs>
0: it's the life of a life of a tabletop game. Okay. In which case, Sophia will go and fetch Mavic and can bring him here to speak with you if you like.
3: Sure. On, on our turf. Seems not terrible.
2: Okay. okay.
0: I don't know if you wanted to meet him wherever he was in a nice posh area or uh, if you wanted to be here in this little dumpy church. We have turf. <laughs> you do have turf.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: so it's a short time later then Alice returns along with a couple of other uh, companions not in the glamour sense Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Mavic's companion is mysteriously missing I mean, we know she dead Mistress Sengal is
2: Mm.
0: wrong side of a god this is one of those brief moments where Mavic is without his companion probably one of the people here with him is kind of Standing in their place, just to offer some immediate type of protection. Probably more of a meat shield, though. May not be someone quite at Mr. Sengal's level. Chris, I know in terms of Mavic, we didn't talk too much about what he's doing here. I wanted to kind of leave this more up to you, but I do mm-hmm. know Mavic has a debt to pay off, because they all helped you get Mistress Sengal as a companion. Mm-hmm. You don't know that she's gone yet, like... You just know she's off on business. Yep. This is when you sent her to go kill Agni Tai, so... Yes. She's off doing that. But also, hey, Arnis says he's a god now, so maybe these are good allies. Whichever way you want to approach that, I'll leave that up to you. But there's definitely plenty of reasons for Mavic to want to get in good with Lebard's Rebellion and the God of Rebellion. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, when Mavic enters a room you know it um and it's not just because of the heft of his step because he's a dense wall of a man but it's his height too he's a goliath mm-hmm. so he's a good eight feet tall he's tall and he's heavy-footed and i always picture him like Remember like nineties era professional wrestlers when they wore like suits and they look like they're going to just rip the suit. If they flex wrong, it's kind of how he looks in his clothes. It's all very expensive, but it doesn't look expensive. Like he's not flashy about it. And he approaches Arnis being the face of the group looks around the church and just says, is there a place where we can speak in private?
3: No.
0: Hell yeah.
1: I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Is there a place where we can speak without all of these ears?
0: Oh, I just wanted to ask which ears do you
1: indicating like
0: there I'm assuming there's
1: a lot of people around the church. hmm
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, there are people around. There's offices within the church. I didn't know if you wanted like everybody gone or
3: I mean, I guess Wait. there's like an office or a like storeroom we can hang out in. We don't really use them though, so they're not like furnished. <sighs> Sorry, yeah. <Evans. laughs> M- Mavic like
1: flexes his fists a few times. Like you see, he's growing in frustration already. <sighs> Anywhere where we can speak with only you and your companions would be ideal.
3: Cool. This way.
0: Mavic, would you like to take Alice and your friends with you? Or are they staying um, outside?
1: I'm going to leave them literally outside the door to guard wherever
3: we end up. Okay.
0: We are there then. Wherever you want to take Mavic for this conversation.
3: Yeah. It's probably just one of the like, the offices from the temple, but I mean, I would not take him to one of the ones that like that. Like Mila and Levi are like mm-hmm. working on kind of like setting up. Like I, I don't want to take him into their space. So I would just use one of the ones that nobody's using. Sure. So it's still like probably dusty. There might be furniture piled. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> there's still some like religious orc things on the walls. Yep. Okay. <laughs>
1: So when we're finally in this room, Mavic looks around and nods, definitely looking as if to see if there's any sort of like nooks or crannies or anyone hiding in the room. I owe you all a debt, (laughs) and my debts do not go unpaid. First, I have arranged where all you need do is mention my name, to a member of Narlux Riders And who will be booked passage To the Island of Indulgence At any time
0: I think everybody would know That Narlux Riders are The Sailor's Guild Pretty reputable, very skilled Even in the new Skywaters Okay Oh, is we- that it, Mavic?
1: No, 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 no. I'm going Okay. Right. I'm just going to go, and if I
0: overstep Stop me um, <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely In addition Considering what's about to happen to Mavic, you have your mm -hmm. fun.
1: (laughs) When you arrive on the isle, you will be greeted by the best that I can offer you. Your time, however short or long on the island, will be will be of the most extravagant and opulent experience I can provide. From there, you need but ask, we'll arrange passage wherever you would like. In addition should you need my services in the future, all you must do is write.
0: Hmm. Mavic's a pen and paper kind of guy. I love it. No magic messages. Send him a letter. Li- is there anything else, Mavic?
1: Well, I want to see what the other characters have to say. Right.
3: Okay.
0: Darwin I mean, Arnis Vale.
3: I, I'm I'm sorry. When when you said you wanted to meet with us, I. I assumed there was, like, new information or something. This That was all part of the original deal, right? Did I miss something?
1: I did want to start by clarifying the deal and explaining the terms. Right. Beyond that, there are other things I would like to discuss with you.
3: Oh, okay. Proceed.
1: You're not the only player at the table. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jeez, Mavic. Everybody's a player in your book, huh? Is there anything...
2: Proceed. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Yolana
1: isn't even present.
2: Again? No. Oh, man. Again. Okay. Yolana
1: is is busy working the bulb and something else that will be dropped soon. And Vale's just kind of taking it all in. Eye on the door. Eye on the big guy. Doesn't say anything. Okay. Mavic continues, he says. Harness, you have made waves with your recent gains in power. And my associates have taken notice. With the loss of certain members, there's been a restructuring of power. And the new leaders are less forgiving (laughs) than the previous ones. The reason I desired to speak to you privately is to tell you that... There is a guild member who most definitely sees you as a personal threat and is actively working to prevent you from being one.
3: You mean they're trying to kill me?
1: I don't think they would say outright that is their intention. They made it seem more as if they wanted you distracted and out of the way. But I don't think they would lose any rest should you no longer be a god.
3: If I may be so bold, who among you elites did I piss off so mightily?
1: Only one who's powerful enough to chain another god. I believe you had interactions with him when you were on the island.
3: (sighs) That guy? I hate that guy. Why does he want me distracted?
1: (laughs) He's making a play of power of his own. I believe, to the best of my understanding...
0: There's a knock at the door.
1: I believe, to the best of my understanding, he wants his father's (laughs) power.
3: You're shitting me.
1: And he sees you as a threat.
0: There's a faster knock at the door.
1: Oh, fuck off, will you? (laughs) And Mavic turns and opens it. Yes? Because he knows it's his people out there.
0: (laughs) It is. It's Alice. Your runner. She enters the room. She just takes a quick look around. Um, Mister, would she uh, Mr. call you Mr. Mavic or Mr. Tribeless.
1: Um, she would call me Mavic I, I don't no mister yep tries okay. to keep it common coming okay. from the roots he comes from
0: she wanted to be respectful but cool uh, Mavic uh, just I just got news um, it's, it's, it's a little sensitive though
1: uh, are we are we safe here you can speak freely. We're amongst allies.
0: Um, I, I, I just received word. Um, magical communication, so to speak. Um, something's happened with Mr. Sangal, uh, And she, like, reaches out. She's kind of, well, yeah. she's a kid. And you're very tall. Mm-hmm. She reaches up and places a hand on your forearm, and she says, I'm afraid her meeting with Agni did not go well.
1: <sighs> this time Mavik's hand oh go go ahead.
0: Uh, uh, by all means say something, please.
1: This time Mavik's hands clench, but don't unclench. And he looks to her and says, Go find the nearest godsman and collect my men. I need them now.
0: Um And she says Of course, of course, there's just one, one more part of the message. Please don't be upset, but um, Agni Tai would like to return the favor to you. And a ring on her finger glows. A shock of pain shoots up Mavic's arm. <sighs> and his eyes turn white, and he collapses to the ground. Alice turns to run.
1: Uh, And before Alice can turn to run She's dead (laughs) Veil just reaches out Just hidden blade right in her back Like complete reaction
0: Okay Roll uh, Roll an attack with advantage
3: I was gonna just have Darvin get in front of her Because he's so fucking fast
0: (laughs) I mean Darvin can move to get in front of her as well But it's a matter of whether or not he catches a dead body Or a living one (laughs) Darvin, um, would you like to move to
2: intercept? Uh, sure. Why not? Okay. I'll catch a dead body.
1: It's a seventeen to hit.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. Veil, that's gonna hit. Please roll your damage.
1: Oh my god, she's it's a dead. Twelve d six. Yeah,
0: roll the damage. <laughs> there's a. Ch- I mean, there's always a chance you roll very low.
1: Fifty-five damage. Jesus! <laughs>
3: Holy hell! <sighs> <sighs>
0: okay. Do you want this to be a fatal blow?
1: Um,
3: if it's on instinct, would you pull your punch? Yeah, it's on
1: instinct. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be non-lethal.
0: Okay. Even if this person gets any dying words, that they're not like this would be like the last moments. Okay, Vale, as Alice just rops Mavic and turns to run, Darvin sprints in front of her to catch her at the door, and you quickly maneuver and sink your hidden blade into her back. As you do so, she lets out a gasp and stumbles into Darvin's arms, and as the blood is dripping down her back, perform changes. And, Darwin, in your hands, you are holding the dying body of a shapeshifter. Not a changeling-like veil, but of another shapeshifter. Their form becomes much less defined. Their hair recedes, and these kind of opaque eyes just start fading away, and they're gasping for breath. Uh, And they're like clinging to your to your shirt. Darwin, is there anything you want to do as this person is dying in your arms?
2: Um no, that's weird, but no. Um, Arnis, what about you?
3: So, I'm not I'm not actually expecting an answer here, but <laughs> just on on instinct, Arnis would ask why? Because the politics of the Glamour, they, they're meaningless mm-hmm. to him. He, he doesn't know anything about them, so.
0: And with like their, with their final breaths, they say, I made a deal. And they go limp in Darwin's arms. And that ring clatters to the floor.
3: Yeah, it deals with gods. They just never work out the way you want them to, do they?
0: <laughs> the god's not the one who put a knife in their back.
3: No, but there's always unintended consequences. True. She walked into a room full of people and killed a person. What? What do you think was going to happen?
0: I was, she thought she was going to run away, or they thought they were going to run away.
3: <sighs> anyway,
0: I'm sorry, Mavic. It was wonderful having you in the glam, but we had <laughs> to finish out that that last bit of business.
3: I feel like in the in the wake of all of this, just like death that has just happened that Arnus's first instinct is actually to kind of like crack a joke and go so do you think we could still go to the island or do you think that's off now (laughs) this is
1: probably going to be a power vacuum on the island you don't want to be dealing with that (laughs) I mean
3: (laughs) I wasn't exactly thrilled about going anyway but um. Okay, so I guess that's a demigod and their god companion that we can add to the list of people who want me dead. Or not interfering with their beeswax, I guess. I don't, I don't know.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a thing. What are we
3: going to do with these bodies? (laughs)
1: Oh, fuck, Vale's Just like, don't worry about the bodies. <laughs> okay. I mean, come on. Between Vale Vail and Darwin, yeah, between between me and Darwin, we we can find the cleaner. Also, you're in a
0: church. They probably have somewhere for a cemetery nearby. If we wanted there to be one, but I think the question is, are you keeping these deaths secret?
3: I feel like there's a real like rock and hard place thing here because I don't particularly want to broadcast that somebody just got murdered in my fucking church, but I feel like trying to hide it is just a recipe for it leaking out in a way we don't want.
1: Well, Mm -hmm. we spin it by, you know, someone was murdered and the murderer was killed within seconds.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. (laughs) Like
3: somebody came in here on good faith. They got killed we handled it. (laughs) Okay.
0: Is that the spin you're putting out to the, to the city? Like you don't have to make out a huge announcement, but you know, when people ask.
3: Yeah. 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 That's kind of what I was thinking. Just like, like when people have the query, then like that is the kind of word being put out.
0: You know, like the other members of Mavic's little crew that are still outside. Right. Mm -hmm. They'll want to know. I don't think they're going to be too personally upset about it. You know, they were hired by Mavic for money. I'm sure they have already been paid. And yeah, they'll have to go find new jobs. But it's not the worst thing in the world for them. More important question. Does anybody want that ring? And is anybody looting Mavic's body?
1: Vale Well, <laughs> fail has no qualms. Veil's Thank. not going to pick the ring up at all with their actual flesh. Going to do the like CSI thing and like take their dagger and kind of loop it around the ring and put it into mm. a baggie and hand it off to somebody else.
2: Oh, that oh, was a mage,
0: mage hand it. task, but that you works can too. Hand, oh you yeah, can mage hand. hand.
1: Totally forgot about that. Totally <laughs> mage handed that. Totally mage handed that.
3: You can, you can hand it off to me. I'm interested in seeing if I can figure out what the hell that thing is.
0: Okay. okay. I don't really okay. want to
3: touch it either, but if I can study it without touching it, I want to do it.
0: Alrighty. And
1: then from there, we'll definitely go check Mavik's body.
0: Okay. Mavik is a rich jerk. Sorry. Mavik is a wealthy person. He definitely had money on him. I assume, right, Chris?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. And his clothes, like if you wanted to sell them, could get a pretty penny too. Mm-hmm.
0: They're not stained by blood at all. No. I'm going to roll some dice here. Um, let's just round that up there and say Mavic had a clean 200 gold on him. In terms of hard monies. His personal effects could probably be sold if you really wanted to. But of interesting note that Mavic had in his possession is a rather dark opalescent shard. Do we want that too?
3: Yes. If no one else is gonna say it, yes.
0: I mean I have to ask, because if people just want to leave magic items lying around, we can.
3: No. Already in enough trouble with Brumble, I'm not gonna leave that lying around.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll get to the ring when we get to the ring, but this is definitely a shard of Brumble's mantle still just brimming with energy and potential. How that gets used, that'll be up to the party. As an aside, when we get to it, anybody can make use of it if they want. Think of it like you're playing WoW or ESO, and you need to slot a gem into an item that will give a bonus or an effect. Or it could just be used as like a straight-up dagger if you really wanted to stab somebody with it. But yeah, it's kind of like a, a free pass to upgrade, just about anything, unless you use it on its own, in which case it's just inherently powerful and magical. Just for, something for people to think about, and to debate about, and argue about, and fight mm-hmm. over.
1: Just make Darvin some weighted gloves. <laughs> make those oh, punches Captain hit the- harder.
0: <laughs> right? Commander Thorne had some of those. But she's Mm. dead now. Either from the withering or from the attack. One of the two. Okay. Do we want to leave it? Mavic's dead body on the ground. And are you giving him a burial of any kind? Or service? Or, you know, um, any sort of post-death rites? Is there any dignity in the handling of his situation? Or is it just dumpster?
3: Oh no! <laughs> no, um,
1: turn, turn him over to the local church of quorum. Let them
3: handle it. Yeah, or the yeah. local Goliaths.
1: There would be. Um, yeah, no, that's he doesn't have a tribe, so, oh, they would so take no, him. Would His, his name is Tribeless. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, sorry. The second
3: I said it, I went. Wait a minute. No, well, that yeah, might no. be a problem. Okay. So actually, okay. that's that's a yeah, that's a good idea.
0: Okay. Right. I guess I. Hmm. I should also ask a similar question for quote-unquote Alice. Probably not their real name. Do you turn them over to Quorum's followers as well?
3: I mean, we don't know anything about them or their motivations or why they made that deal. So, yeah, I would, unless somebody's going to stop me.
2: Nope. Seems reasonable. Okay.
0: I'm a little sad that Vale killed him, but oh well. Time's passed. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's been five minutes, so who cares?
0: Gee, I wonder if the assassin hired by a god might have any information. I don't know. <laughs> They're dead now.
1: <laughs> Sorry. The veil's jumpy. <laughs>
0: That's fine.
3: It's too bad I didn't take yeah. Speak with Dead.
0: <laughs> it wouldn't work. We've already, it's, It was established very early on that Speak with Dead doesn't work. <laughs> you would have to make a deal with Coram first.
3: Ugh. No, I'm done with those. <laughs> no more.
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm sorry. Where do we fall on Alice? Quote unquote.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. We're taking them to Quorum too. Okay. Or to the ch-
0: Church. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's church. Is this a monastery Hey, Darwin. Is this a monastery of Quorum? Like, do you do you walk in and just see like other dudes in the same robes? And-
2: <laughs> yeah. A sense
0: of home, a sense of or not home, a sense of familiarity. I would think. Okay, okay. So, after explaining the situation to Mavic's traveling companions and setting up arrangements with the monks of Corum here in Vermilion to tend to the bodies of Mavic Triblis and the shapeshifter Alice, you return back to your Church of Rebellion, where the young Sophia Cooper has been waiting patiently, kept company by Tonk Magal, who is extolling the virtues of the church and of bardic practices and, of course, of Grey the Great. And seeing you return, she says, I, I'm, I'm sorry to, to bother you. Um, I was sent here by Elder Garshen and Miss Yubowa Bay. They would like to meet with you over in the, the giant burrow. If you're not too you know, upset by what happened today here, lead the way okay is everybody going to the holy hall of Tranga or is Iolana again missing
1: Iolana is again missing because they are actively doing something that we have not gotten to yet
0: (laughs) I I, I know (laughs) I think that will happen next time I'm totally fine with that Um, plus I didn't know we were going to set up a church today (laughs) but that was good good radio that was fun and I like that it's established now. It is very handy. And will be handier still in the future. Okay. Young Sophia Cooper will lead you through the burrows to the giant burrow. Tonk, seeing his opportunity to spend some more time with Aranus and Darvin and Vale, tags along. He chats on and off with Sophia, but mostly he's plucking the strings of his lute, Working on a new tune. Anyone watching can see little sparkles of magic begin to form around as he's playing. As if he's working on a spell, or a show, or a trick. But it isn't quite there yet. It's all still experimental. And as you get into the giant burrow, the first thing you're hit with is the sense of scale. Everything here is built bigger, obviously. It's meant to be accommodating two giants but so that these buildings aren't towering above everything else in the city, especially the palace, because the king didn't want people showing him up. A lot of these buildings go upwards, a few stories, yes, but they also go downwards into the ground. So a lot of the entrances are downward ramps into these large doors, some 20, 30 feet high even. And Sophia will lead you to the Holy Hall of Tranka here in the central borough. It's not for the elites specifically. It's not for the poor specifically. It's for everyone. Trenga as a god teaches the importance of family and order. And walking down this long ramp into this holy hall, this massive church, just huge doors, huge windows, stained glass, lots of blues, greens, Whites. From within, you can just feel the low bass of voices and of footsteps rushing through your bodies. Sophia leads you in through a smaller door set within the main doors. As much as this place has to be accommodating to the giants, they do realize that sometimes they have to let in smaller folk. And when you enter in, this is a very, very long hall. Easily a hundred feet from where you're standing to the back of the room. There aren't pews or benches, so to speak. There are blankets and cushions and things for people to sit on the ground. For people of wildly varying heights. It's difficult to make pews and chairs and things that are accessible to all. So, sitting on the ground is not uncommon. And as you reach the far end of this hall, you are met by Elder Garshen. And her family. Elder Garshen is the second in command under the Periarch of the Giants of Vangfeld Peaks. And with her are her children, Trogar, her eldest, Primgar, her youngest, and her twins, Felgar and Pelgar. They had been discussing various efforts here in the city to help establish help and establish order. And as Sophia walks you to them, They stop, and they turn to you. And, walking into view from between these giants, you see obey, and she greets you. Well, if it isn't the Bard's Rebellion themselves, you seem to have come quite a long way. But thanks to you, perhaps this place can be more than it ever was. We hope you will see the wisdom in aiding us in our goals. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 City Council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 Mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 Governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a 5-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast. You can join our Discord server or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyranpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at Daryl Barnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on seasons of Skyrend.